Today in the newscast, Israel strikes Hezbollah targets in Syria. A Russian green light? Plus, the Sudan military coup. What are the implications for Israel and the region? Get all the breaking details next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. A very busy day in the Middle East. Let's get right into it. Overnight, this morning, Monday, October 25th, Israeli helicopters reportedly struck Hezbollah targets in southern Syria along the Israel-Syria border. Now, the strikes went down in the Syrian town of Kunetra. It's on the Syrian side of the Golan Heights. And reportedly, according to Syrian media sources, two Hezbollah watchtowers were among the three targets hit in these Israeli airstrikes. Now, no casualties were reported, but there was significant damage to this Hezbollah military infrastructure uh, in Kunetra. Again, a stone's throw from the Israeli side of the Golan Heights. Folks, I have stood there many times on the Israeli side and looked out at Kunetra in days past, not so distant past, as a matter of fact, during the height of the Syrian civil war, you could stand on the Israeli side of the Golan Heights and see plumes of smoke coming from Kunetra and hear explosions and gunfire as well as various jihadi forces were battling it out there, again, very close to the Israeli border. Well, Hezbollah has now set up shop in Kunetra with the support of the Syrian military and the Assad regime and what they want to do, and we've talked about it many times here in the newscast, Hezbollah and their patron, the Iranian regime, want to set up basically a beachhead, a forward base on the Syrian border from which they can launch attacks against Israel. They want to duplicate what they have done in southern Lebanon, where Hezbollah, of course, has some 150 thousand rockets and missiles pointed at every inch of Israel. Israel says no way. It's bad enough we have this situation in Lebanon. We will not let you, Iran and Hezbollah, duplicate that situation in Syria. And that's why you've seen this steady stream of Israeli airstrikes against Iranian and Hezbollah targets over the past several years in Syria. This is not too hard to figure out. Iran and Hezbollah say we are in Syria to stay. Israel says we won't let you do it. This is an existential threat to our country. So the two sides are on a collision course. And that's one major reason why Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett visited Russia last Friday and met with uh, Vladimir Putin. We discussed it on the Friday, October 22nd newscast. You can check it out here in our archives. We went in-depth into their meeting One big takeaway, which relates to the airstrikes last night that we're talking about in Syria, is that Naftali Bennett and his team reportedly went away from this meeting with Vladimir Putin, believing that Israel has a continued green light to carry out operations against Iran and Syria. That was the big question. Iran in Syria, I should say. That was the big question going into the Bennett-Putin meeting. Because in the run-up, folks, over the past several weeks, really the past few months, since July at least, we've heard a lot of rumblings that Russia was growing increasingly impatient with Israeli airstrikes against Russia's allies, the Assad regime, Hezbollah, and Iran inside Syria, and under the Russian military's noses, no less. Remember, Russian forces 
have been in Syria since September 2015. All that to say that many were concerned that Putin eventually would say, enough is enough, Israel. We will no longer allow you to operate inside Syria. And to that end, Russia has supplied the Assad regime with advanced air defense systems that could clearly be used against Israeli aircraft. And yet, Israel, just two days after the Bennett-Putin meeting, reportedly carried out these strikes against Hezbollah in Syria uh, late last night. So you have to believe that the reports are true and that Naftali Bennett and his team left that meeting with Vladimir Putin thinking, okay, Putin and Russia will not stand in our way and we will continue to operate freely uh, in Syria. How long will this situation last? Uh, Of course, Benjamin Netanyahu repeatedly made visits to Moscow to meet with Vladimir Putin. Now, Naftali Bennett visited Putin at his private residence on the Black Sea in Sochi, and he wants to keep that relationship close and an open line of communication as well, a deconfliction line, they would call it, between Israel and Russia to make sure there are no mistakes uh, in Syria. But how long can this last? Russia is playing both sides, in my view, Hey, you can tell a lot about a guy by the company he keeps. And Russia, the company they keep in Syria, is Hezbollah, the Iranian regime, and the Assad regime, terrorist entities and sworn enemies of Israel, one and all. So you would think eventually this is going to come to a head and Russia is going to have to pick a side because the showdown is coming, folks. And we've talked about it frequently here on the Watchman Newscast. I've called it the Great Northern War, pitting Israel against Hezbollah and Iran in Lebanon and Syria. Eventually, Russia, in my view, when the shooting starts, is going to have to pick a side. And what will they do if Israel is hitting Russian allies like Iran and Hezbollah hard under Russia's noses in Syria? What will Russia do? How will they respond? So that remains to be seen. Hey, last bit of news to leave you with. Sudan. Now, this is a major story. A military coup today, again, I told you a very busy day uh, in the Middle East, North Africa region. Uh, Sudan, a military coup. Uh, The interim government there has reportedly been overthrown. The military has taken over. A state of emergency was declared. And the prime minister, the interim prime minister, Abdullah Hamdak, has apparently been placed under house arrest and a Sudanese general by the name of Abdel Fattah Burhan is now in charge and calling the shots in Khartoum. What does this mean for Sudan's international agreements, in particular the Abraham Accords Agreement that Sudan signed with Israel last year? Now, Burhan is saying that the new military regime will honor all of Sudan's international agreements You would presume that includes the Abraham Accords, but it was a very divisive agreement last year when it was signed between Sudan and Israel. Not everyone was on board in Sudan with making peace with Israel. And if you look at the track record of Sudan, that is not surprising. Sudan was firmly in the Iran-Hamas camp for many years under the leadership of the Muslim Brotherhood dictator Omar Bashir. Now, Bashir was overthrown in 2019. We had the interim government uh, under Abdullah Hamdak come into power, which made peace with Israel. But now you have the military coup. And what happens next with Sudan? Do they remain 
on the course they were on, where they were opening up to the West, even making peace with Israel, trying to have better relations with the United States. They were removed from the U.S. state sponsor of terrorism list not too long ago. Do they stay on that course or do they go in a different direction? Again, a pivotal nation. Things are gearing up rapidly, folks. The prophetic chess pieces continue to move on the board, and we are watching it very closely for you right here on the Watchman newscast. And we know no matter what happens, no matter who is in charge in whatever country around the world, we know that God Almighty is the ultimate authority, and He still sits on the throne. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you, and remember, never hold your peace.